So today on Everyday Chant Harinam conference call, we have His Grace Adi Guru Prabhuji from California, USA. And the topic is why politics is part of dharma. So Prabhuji, please take over. Om Gyan Nirmirandasya Gyan Anjana Shalakaya Prashunvita Mela Tasmai Shri Guru Nama Mukham Kuroti Vachalam Bhagum Rangate Gindet Vatamam Bande Shri Guru Deen Taranam So this is a very, you know, people think dharma means only religious, because that's how the translation is done usually. But dharma has, dharma has nothing to do with religion. The word dharma in Sanskrit, it refers to the original nature or the intrinsic value or intrinsic culture. It has nothing to do with the English word religion. English word religion, I have said many times, comes from the religere or means joining back the Roman armies. That's where the word religion comes. The word religion and word dharma are, have two different meanings. Dharma means just describes the state of the natural being. Or the natural quality. And the English word politics means the act of polls or the act of uh, the election. How people can win election or gain public support. It's called politics. It was it's it has been used since the time of uh, Socrates and Athenian democracy. Athen Athens was the country in Greece, the city in Greece. In that time, the polls were the elections which were held. And, and to win the election, the arguments which were made to win the election, that was called politics. So the English word politics is refers to election process or, or trying to win over the public support better than the opposing candidate. That's the whole meaning of the English word election. Now, the, the Sanskrit word dharma has nothing to do with politics because Sanskrit word dharma is a passive word. It's not an active word. Depending on the person who is practicing it, it's generally passive. Passive in the sense that it doesn't convey anything. It doesn't say anything. It is just a word. Doesn't doesn't convey anything. Because when you when you see dharma, many people dharma people talk about dharma, and they they want to talk, mention dharma in every single thing. If you look at Mahabharata or Ramayana, then Mahabharata or Ramayana.
Prabhuji, you got muted? No. Uh, where, where did, since where did you not, I put on Bluetooth, that's why it was appearing like this. From where did you not listen? Hello? Yes, now we can hear, we can hear you probably now. Yeah, which point did you not listen? What was the last point I was saying? You were explaining the, the politics. The oh, definition of a lot of things. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the 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 word politics is different than dharma, because politics means that you engage in the act of winning the election. Dharma is a natural act of performing or the intrinsic quality of a person, natural state of anything. So the the word dharma. It has no connection with politics. Just like the word dharma has no connection with the word religion. Because in both the cases, dharma points to in both the cases, dharma points to the original nature or the original quality. Like in the example of dharma word is being used in every sphere in Ramayana and Mahabharata, everywhere. The wars are fought for, fought for dharma, and the king is maintaining dharma, the queen is following her dharma, children are following their own dharma, like everywhere is mentioned. Raja is following his own dharma. Nowhere you'll see Raja is playing politics to win support, because the politics is the election world. There is no such election thing happening. Like in Hindi, we say Rajniti. Nowadays, Rajniti is a negative word. When the movies are made for Rajniti, it's considered negative. And generally, we see that the people are very much against Rajniti. In fact, all the children we meet they have been programmed to say they are not going to be in Rajini. It's negative. It's, it's a negative quality. Nobody wants to be in the Rajniti. It's a negative quality. But it's required. Very much required. But in the Dharma, if you look at the word Dharma, you cannot avoid Dharma. Not possible. You cannot, nobody can avoid dharma. Because if you are interested, if your nature is to relish, sometimes uh, devotees, if you look, see how they spend their personal time, they'll watch news. I've seen some devotees who would love to hear what's going on politically in the world. They want to know. And uh, and when they, it's it's a very good thing. You just want to know the world. In fact, uh, in Jobadi Temple, I don't know why it happens. Whether it happens now or not. Morning time, everybody was allowed to listen to the news. 
every morning. Listen to the news or read the newspaper, sorry. Not listen. Read the newspaper. Because once they read the newspaper, they understood what's going on and they can make the preaching more effective based on the problems people are facing. Not like too much getting in the news or analyzing the news and wasting their time for sadhana. That was not there. But the whole point was something else. That at least know what's going on. And uh, and this is the healthy way to maintain effectiveness in teaching. Not like going... So this was a practice which was being practiced, which was being done by many people as very successful preachers earlier. People who used to do so, so the word politics, English word politics, you know, coming from Athenian democracy, it's a competition. It's not for the meant for the benefit of people, but it's a competition. It means that some people may practice it to defeat some other people. That is the whole point of the word politics. On the other hand, Rajniti is a Sanskrit word, Hindi word, and uh, and and is used in other languages also, like Maithili or any other language. This is a policy word. Policy means like uh, uh, like it is a niti, Raj niti, the policy for governance. It's a policy word, not a negative word, but neither a scientific word. Because dharma is very scientific. Dharma is the standards. It has nothing to do with uh, competition, nothing. It's a standards. So, different words, but different understanding. Unless we understand these basic terms, and uh, we will not will not be able to understand properly where to use it. Like many times, people say that uh, politics is bad. Absolutely, politics is bad. And uh, if we say. So today's topic is, I've kept it purposely very interesting for people, why politics is part of that. So why I've kept it that way, because when you talk about dharma education, then Rajaniti is part of it. Politics is not part of it. Competition is not part of dharma. Competition with self is part of dharma. That is politics. Politics is competition. Who is better than who? That is politics. But in the in the nowadays, when you see some people, especially nowadays, for the fundraising, is severe competition for the fundraising. Everybody wants to make sure that they outpace everybody else in fundraising. And that's why we see 
that uh, more and more people are working hard to make sure that they raise more money than the others for fundraising. So the fundraising, so in the, in the, some people also I hear that uh, politics is bad. We should not be part of politics. But in Ramayana Mahabharat, we see most of the heroes of Ramayana Mahabharat, like the hero of Mahabharat, according to me, is Yudhishthir. And uh, if you see in Ramayana Mahabharat, the hero is trained to be a politician, is trained to be a Rajnitigya. Means he has full understanding about Rajniti or he should be doing Rajniti. But in the case of, in the case, like some people, when they teach the children, they say, no, you have to be of Kshatriya. Kshatriya without Rajniti doesn't make sense because a Kshatriya has to Kshatriya uh, uh, has to perform his Rajniti. Kshatriya has to perform his actions. As per the Rajniti. But so Rajniti is not bad. But the politics in Dharma. So Dharma encompasses everything. Dharma encompasses education and any field of endeavor. Dharma encompasses. Means Dharma is beyond all fields of endeavor. And, and we see that in the in the case of Rajniti, Rajniti is only endeavoring in one aspect, not the whole aspect, in one aspect. But the but when you so Bhagwan Ram went through a training with Vashishtha Rishi, Vishwamitra and others in Rajniti. Important. Because if there is no politician or Rajnitig, then there will be no peace in the society. So children, any children who are who have interest in being part of the police or <laughs> any such profession, we should encourage them. Because we need such kind of people in the society. You know, normally we don't view such professions in a very good way. Normally, we want others' children to do those professions because there is more risk associated. But we need to understand that for a balanced society, it is important that one part of the family also deals with, with protection for others. Like Kunti Maharani sacrificed her five children for the protection of others. And Yudhishthira Maharaj, when he was Yaksha was testing him, he asked Nakul to be alive. Not Arjun, not Bhim, not Sere, Nakul. 
and uh, sorry, Sadev to get like Sadev, not So, to Yaksha asked me why. He said, One son of Kunti, I am already alive. One son of Kunti. But my other mother, Madri, her son should also be alive. And that's why Sadev was made alive by the Yaksha. Yaksha was none other than the original biological father of Maharaj Yudhishthira, Dharmaraj. Dharmaraj and Yamaraj are two different people, not the same. Most people get confused. Yamaraj is the Yam, death, death of Yama, uh, Lord, Devata of Yama. Dharmaraj is the Devata of Dharma. So Dharmaraj reports or Dharmaraj serves Yamaraj. So therefore, Yamaraj is also known as the custodian of Dharma because he has to judge everybody. It's a very thankless task. You should judge everybody and give people punishment accordingly and or rewards accordingly. And he has other assistants also. Like we say Yamuna Devi. Yamuna Devi is sister of Yamraj. Sorry, daughter of Yama, Yamaputri. Daughter of Yamraj. So Dharma, the Rajniti of politics nowadays, if we do the loose translation, is also part of Dharma. The problem is when we become competitive amongst ourselves. When we say, I can do better than you, then it's a problem in our personal life. Because now you are saying, using the principle of Dharma, and saying that I can do better. I have more qualification. I can do things in a better way. It's a problem. This is the problem in, in most of the sampradayas, including ISKCON, big problem, where people are competing to be seen publicly as much as you can. Nowadays, the, the process is something else. Nowadays, the process is what? That I have more followers than you on social media. I have way more followers than you on social media. I'm more popular on social media. That is a common problem. And everyone is trying to preach on social media, becoming more popular. But what happens now is that the personal connection is getting missed now. Most of the devotees are engaged in social media. Some Sometimes I also face the problem. Because when you speak on social media too much, then you cannot make connections with people. So last year, I made a change. I started doing home programs again now, where I would go to people's homes, do Kirtan and Pravachan on Gita or any shloka, generally on Gita. It was a problem initially because 
I have to get used to the that old format again. But I found it helped in my spiritual practice much more than just giving talks on the social media or through electronic channels like I'm doing right now. So it is important to maintain that personal connection with the audience to meet regularly. You know, sometimes when we go on seminars and other places, we actually uh, we actually give talks to the people over there and let people listen to those talks. And and that is a very wonderful way of connecting with people. But because of social media and different kinds of uh, motivations coming. It is a problem for yogi sampradaya, yoga sampradayas like the Bhakti Marg or any other yoga or ISKCON, Krishna Consciousness. Many other organizations are there where it is a problem nowadays because of the politics in part of Dharma where somebody is trying to do duties but at the same time they have a mood of defeating someone. You know, I one I had one line I remember of Radhanath Maharaj said, and he told it to one of the preachers in Chopati, because there was a lot of competition he was seeing amongst the preachers to gain followers or gain more programs. It was creating something unhealthy competition in the ashram. He said, "You should try to be the best, but when you go in front of Radha Gopinath." You should pray to be the second. Really like. And uh, we should take pleasure in supporting others, promoting others, encouraging others. Because when you do that, you feel higher fulfillment amongst yourself. You should you should also be very proud to within yourself, that yes, you are helping others. If you see the life of Pandavas, Yudhishthir Maharaj could have himself gone to the Devtas to get the weapons. And he would have received it also. Indra respected him a lot. But he knew that Arjun is better qualified to receive the weapons because he already had basic qualification means that he was a very high level of yoga he had a perfection in yoga secondly so with the perfection in yoga he also had the qualification of being an eternal associate of Narayan Yudhishthira knew that Yudhishthira says it that I know Arjun is an eternal associated Narayan. He says that in Vanaparva. And, and knowing all these things, he would be eager to go to different places. He would be eager to send his brothers for different weapons. Like, people may think that oh, he wants to stay in Hastinapur and he'll say, Arjun to the north, Bhim to the east, Sadev to the south, and Nakul to the west. What is he doing? He's sending them. 
that is what he is doing. Who will get glorified on the ground? Who will have more connection with people in the ground? His brothers. He promoted his brothers above himself. And that is why he is glorified in the Shastra. Because he always had a selfless attitude. He was not selfish. He knew his brothers, they should get glories. They should collect more fame, more control. So the entire southern direction from Hastinapur was given to Saradev. South of Kosal. And the west of Kurukshetra was given to Nakul. And the east of Drupad Nagari, Bharat Panchal, was given to Bhim. And the north of Hastinapur, from Shivalik onwards north to Meri Parvat, was given to Arjun. And, and all the five, four brothers conquered the four directions. And while they were conquering the four directions, Yudhishthir was sitting in Hastinapur and getting the news of the travel of his four brothers. So they all went together at the same time. And, and he would make sure there's a back-end support. So all his spies were working overtime. Sometimes you may think, Dharmaraj Yudhishthir. Why does he need spies? Why does he need? Because that's a part of his duties. He had huge armies, spies. And Krishna was knowing the way he earns, he works. Because when Sadev came to the to Dwarka to collect taxes, so the Vrishni. Bhoj and Antak, all three had collectively moved to the Dwarka. So, so the Vrishnis gave enough Bhoj dynasty generally in Mathura. So even today you will find descendants of Bhoj dynasty over there. So the Vrishnis gave enough taxes to Sadev. So Krishna accepted Yudhishthira Maharaj's work. There is a big misconception in amongst devotees as well as outside non-devotees, means uh, regular people. The Yudhishthira was very weak, which is a very wrong concept because if Yudhishthira is weak, then nobody is strong. How can Yudhishthira be weak? Yudhishthira is a source of strength. Everyone in Mahabharata is working to please Yudhishthira. If you look at Mahabharata Ityas, Bhagwan Krishna, somebody says that oh, Arjun was very prior to, to, was the most loved by Krishna. That is also not true. 
Yudhishthir and all the five Pandava brothers, four brothers, were all dear to Krishna equally. He had different relationship with each one of them. In fact, when Krishna would meet Yudhishthir Maharaj, he would touch his feet as an elder brother. He considered Yudhishthir as his elder brother. Again, dharma comes into play. And in one instance, I see in Mahabharat, Krishna holding the hands of Yudhishthira Maharaj and telling him that you are most dear to me because for the sake of dharma, you are so obedient to all the sadhu and I reside in the hearts of all the sadhu. Every single sadhu, every single rishi trusts you and therefore you are very dear to me. And for the sake of dharma, Yudhishthir took on the responsibility of managing the earth. It's a big task. Nowadays, if you see that the Prime Minister of India or the President of the United States, all these people are so busy, so many things to do in a day. Just imagine one of them being the head of the entire earth, government of the earth. How much news, how many people are going to come and meet them from various countries, various regions, bringing taxes, bringing news, all kinds of things must be happening. All kinds of things must be happening. You know, the wars will be happening. Petty thefts, poverty, famine, all kinds of things happening at the same time. Whatever is happening right now was happening at that time also. Some countries are fighting, some countries want to defeat others, some countries was managing all those things completely. And after the Mahabharat war, it was became even more tougher task. Because most of the Kshatriyas were already dead. So now to reinstall a good kings locally, good leaders, was also his task. So that those people can follow dharma in his spirit. And he was busy. He took so much effort to make sure that there is a global peace. And if you think that trade commerce was not going on, scientific was not going on, innovation was not going on, everything was going on at the same time also. But still, he was always available to all those things also. Very great example for people to follow. Sometimes we feel that, oh, we don't have time. We are so busy. Just imagine Yudhishthir. Just imagine. How much time he must be having. Because he was also busy. Very busy.
so the the now it is our chance to understand that it is not possible for us to to claim that we are busy because Yudhishthira Maharaj is busy million times more than us. But at the same time, he's not neglecting any of the duties. And also, he's running a political, he's running a government. And, and he's busy, but still, he will take out time to meet with the sadhu, rishi, gurus, various sampradayas, and also meet Bhagavan Krishna himself. Because Bhagavan Krishna would stay with him for months, two months, three months, four months. And he would be observing him full day. Bhagavan Krishna says themselves. And uh, says that it is a pleasure for him to see how Yudhishthira operates. It's a pleasure to see how Yudhishthira works. And this is a Example that when you serve Bhagwan according to his desire, then he makes time to come with you, or he takes time to take pleasure in your activities also. And very good lesson for us to learn. Very good example for us to see what's happening. So my request to everyone is that the politics is not bad. It is part of dharma. It is part of the duties given to the society by Bhagwan himself. What is bad is that using politics to misuse or or to using politics to negate the cause of dharma dharmam to sakshat bhagavat panita so the the dharma is directly created by bhagavan himself and and the laws of dharma or dharma also means law. That all these are created so that we as a society can live in a peaceful way. So if the devotees or Bhagavan Krishna or people who are seriously trying to endeavor to come out of the cycle, the purpose of governance is to bring people out of the cycle of birth, old age, disease, and death. Dukha dosha This is Dukha dosh. Sources of Dukha. And that is the purpose of governance. And if somebody is doing that, we should be very thankful of of seeing those people doing that. So I'll stop here.
if anyone has any questions or comments please share Any other questions or comments? Thank you, Prabhuji, for your lecture in class. Um, I'm very happy that uh, you know the um, the people who preach um, real, um, Ramayana and Mahabharat, but uh, you have in-depth interest, your curiosity, and your knowledge in politics. You always tell us about because. Uh, we read um, and we attend the classes in Mahabharata and Gita, but uh, we don't have knowledge about how the what is the role of politics in Dharma. But uh, I think with your uh, uh, association, you you periodically on and off this knowledge. So I appreciate your time and teach us. And give us this knowledge. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare Bhav. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Thank you. Any other questions anyone has? So in uh, some uh, some countries like uh, Iceland and all, uh, the government um, uh, 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 government runs the churches, you know, in, uh, uh, those church in those countries. So uh, how they allow the government to uh, rule or take <laughs> parties participate in the because the, their churches, they, they go to church and they read the Bible or discuss the Bible. That is their dharma, right? Yes. Actually, so, the, the many of these, uh, good question actually, many of the places in Scandinavia and all those countries, they, the, the religion and politics are mixed together. Even in Spain, and uh, so religion, politics, and military is mixed together, and all three op operate parallelly. Mm. Parallelly means in the sense that as one unit. So therefore, the entire politics, and religion, politics, and military, they are all one unit. And that's how they spread colonization in a very fast way. The entire Christianity was spread through military force, Christianism. In fact, Prabhupada says that if there was no military, there will be no Christianity. And very surprisingly, Narad Muni says also, without Sanya Shakti, Without military power, Sanatan Dharma also doesn't spread. He says that. If you look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's actions, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu led the first civil disobedience movement against Kaji. 
who was a Muslim ruler of Bengal. Mm-hmm. He protested, and after that, the the uh, the spread of Harinam Kirtan in Bengal became very smooth because he was opposing Allah. He was scaring devotees. And after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's protest, everything became smooth, which is a very good instance for us to understand that we normally we say, oh, politics is bad, let somebody else do it. But here Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is doing it. And he's setting an example for us that you cannot be complacent. You cannot just sit in one place and think that everything will be okay. You take action. Like I, I asked question about what is Iskon doing about Maitik community, and many devotees were very offended by it. They wrote me personally, "You should not. We are not into politics." But the point is, politics per se is bad because I, it's a sense of competition, not good. But dharma is not politics. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There is a difference. I can be dharmic, and I cannot be a politician. Like Yudhishthira Maharaj would would practice dharma. Means he was doing everything possible to defeat the enemies, political enemies, or Lawmates, people, miscreants, everyone. He was defeating. He was in that position. But not that Yudhishthira was also doing. They must be local kings also. There will be local police chiefs also. Police was not there in Mahabharat. But police is a colonial concept. So, but other things must also be happening. Isn't it true? Not just one thing was happening. Everything else was also happening too. And uh, so, so the the point is that uh, the point is that we should encourage people who have those skills and who can do things in a way which normally we you and I cannot do. You see what I'm saying? So we should encourage our children to also go in that direction. If you don't do that, then we are not doing our duties properly. So we should not only train our children to be in good professions, but we should also encourage them to go to some other places also to actually make a difference in the society. Any other question anyone has? Thank you, Prabhu. So, you know, outside the India, uh, uh, Narendra Modi, uh, President Narendra Modi has uh, uh, impression that um, he's 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 putting too much interest in 
Hindu religion uh, as like a, uh, his impression, his participation in the temple, uh, in Ayodhya and all that. So um, as a, if you are in politics or you are a leader of the country and, and you take uh, too much interest on one side because of your religion, it is good or bad? It is very good. He is putting attention on his religion because Sanatan Dharma is, brings peace to everybody. And it is the only culture which is really encompasses the entire human society. All other cultures are very, like for example, Christianism takes care of only Christian followers. <coughs> Islam takes care of only Islamic followers. You cannot expect a Muslim to talk about the welfare of devotees because they kill cows and devotees protect cows. Opposite. But they also drink cow's milk. Christians also drink cow milk. So the who is at a higher position? Sanatan Dharma. Because it is protecting cows. Sanatan Dharma is teaching them if you drink the cow's milk then why there is a need to kill her? So the, the morally, the culture which is higher is Sanatan Dharma. And Narendra Modi is protecting that. And so he is completely modified to promote his own culture. And uh, because the Christian countries are promoting their culture, they are not promoting Sanatan Dharma. In America, there is a big movement against Hindus. The entire caste controversy happened against Hindus, targeting Hindus, still continuing. So what he is doing is correct. And if they are, they are posing or he is only, why should he not do it? There should be someone protecting values too. And it is only Sanatan Dharma brings peace to everyone. Sometimes when the some ISKCON preachers from Roman Catholic background, they say all the time, oh, he is a Hindu fascist. Well, do I call them Christian fascists? No. Do I call them Christian evangelicals? No. Then why do they call someone as Christian fascists? So, we have to also ask these devotees also a question. That in whose government you are able to go freely and safe in every part of the world? And they will tell, okay, this is Narendra Modi's government, yes. Then, why are you opposing him? You ask these devotees questions. Mostly these arguments come from those devotees who were earlier from Roman Catholic background or whose parents were connected there. And somehow, they have been mis uh, they have misunderstood Prabhupada's words and preaching. Prabhupada never promoted Christianity or Jesus culture. Because Prabhupada also knew that the Jesus, Jesus is never existed in history. But Prabhupada said it to create bridge so that they can come. In, but in the purports, he writes very clearly. In the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Leela, 17 chapter, Shloka number 169 purport, he writes that Old Testament, New Testament and Quran are the scriptures of the Yavanas. They have temporary, their beginning and an end. 
he did not say more than that because there is no need for it because the intelligent people will understand and Prabhupada somebody was quoting Bible in front of Prabhupada Prabhupada said no don't quote Bible quote Bhagavad Gita he said it so there are many places he corrected his own students and I am sure if Prabhupada would have been here he would have appreciated the work of Narendra Modi because saintly people are naturally affectionate towards those in the power who protect dharma. So Prabhupada would have appreciated Narendra Modi also. So people who say like that, they are actually being very selfish. They are just focusing on themselves, not on a larger cause of Sanatana Dharma. I hope I answered that question of yours, Prabhu. Any other question anyone has? So, Prabhuji, you admire the, the new generation uh, take parts in the politics, the, our Indian, like, uh, you know, that um, uh, Vivek Ramchandran is running for president. So, it is good uh, for the new generation to take part in American politics. Being Absolutely. A yes. Because, see what has he has done is he has uh, brought the, if you look at the, what he has done is that he has brought the attention to Hindus again. Big attention. And sometimes you'll see that uh, the his actions has brought more validity to everybody. More people are interested to be free to talk about their own culture and religion. And, and, and he has brought that attention back. And by looking at him, more people are going to follow similar way. See, uh, earlier, most of the Indian Americans used to be Christians like Nikki Haley. Amy Bera. Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal. These are all Christians, mm. converts. Mm -hmm. They were not proud to say even Hindu. Even Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. She says she's a Jamaican Christian. And first time we have a president, we have a candidate who's saying he's Hindu. And that too from an Indian background. Uh, Indian origin background. Parents are Hindus. And even Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard never, she's a proclaimed that she's a Hindu, but she never went beyond that. She never had policies based on Hindus. But here is a one brown-skinned guy who is pro proudly proclaiming himself to be Hindu. 
and so we must support him. All of us must support him. I am sure Radhanath Maharaj will be trying to meet him right now. I am sure. Radhanath Maharaj would have already asked somebody to meet him. Mm. Or somebody from Ohio Temple, Columbus Temple would be arranging a meeting with Vivek Ramaswamy or Radhanath Swami. Already happening. Mm. So if politics was bad, then why would Radhanath Swami want to meet him? If politics was bad, as Anutma Prabhu mostly says, he told me many times, then why would he try to meet Narendra Modi so many times? So many times. He was in the White House also with me. Anutma. Oh, oh, is that right? Yes, he was there. Mm -hmm. And I said, if politics is bad, then what are you doing in the White House? That's hypocrisy. I said, no, we are from the cause of Prabhupada. Prabhupada would meet Lal Bahadur Shastri, Indira Gandhi. Prabhupada, we meet all these people. He wrote letters to Mahatma Gandhi. Prabhupada was a freedom fighter of India. Prabhupada fought freedom struggle against British, kick out British. Prabhupada was a freedom fighter. In fact, that's how Bhakti Sanskrit struggle convinced him that there is a bigger need for you to, there's a bigger battle for Sanatana Dharma. But Prabhupada carried the same mood. Because of Prabhupada, so many people, devotees are coming out. In fact, I can say that whatever I knew my basics about politics in the world came from Prabhupada. I can say for that very confidently. It's recorded also. This show. I did not know until Prabhupada said that Subhash Chandra Bose is the actual winner of freedom of India. I didn't know that before. I came to know from Prabhupada. Prabhupada is the one who said that mythology, the word mythology has damaged Indian civilization, Indian culture. That's how I invented the word psychology. That credit also goes to Prabhupada. I did not know that Winston Churchill killed 30 million Hindus in India. That information also came from Prabhupada. I did not know that the World War One, World War Two was won by because of Indian soldiers. That information also came from Prabhupada. So Prabhupada said so many things. His classical reply to one British journalist that you stole everything from India, but you forgot one thing, Bhagavad Gita. I've come to give you back. That reply was given by Prabhupada. Very smart, witty answer. So, Prabhupada has revolutionized my mindset. And Prabhupada is the one who wrote the Old Testament, New Testament, Quran. They are the scriptures of Yavanas. Yavan. And I think this is all Prabhupada. From Prabhupada I knew. So Prabhupada has given all the basic information of global politics in his purports. 
Now there is a shameless movement going on by people who don't understand Prabhupada, you know, Kante, Das and other people. They are writing, they have the audacity to write that Prabhupada was wrong. Prabhupada's only, his purpose should not be taken as it is. Only translation should be taken. They are doing the same mistake which Christian Church has done. Prabhupada has, in purports, Prabhupada has given a deeper understanding of the shloka. And these people are trying to remove those purports. Because some controversial statements they don't understand because they're thinking from a Roman Catholic brain. They're not understanding from a, a dharmic perspective. Prabhupada was a warrior for dharma. That's how Acharya should be. Acharya should fight for dharma. Prabhupada spoke on every single political issue. In the 1971 war, when India won the war against Pakistan, Prabhupada said, acquire complete Pakistan. That's what his words were. He said it. Indira Gandhi did not do, use her, his word, words. So Prabhupada gave all the right instructions. There's no... Uh, in fact, many of the devotees... Uh, not my God brothers, my God brothers support me a lot. But many of the devotees who don't understand, they they always ask me tough questions. And I can answer them, but they run away. They answer, they ask me questions that why your political views are so radical. I said, look at the views of Prabhupada. My views are built on his views. Look at views of Prabhupada. And it is a duty of a disciple or a grand disciple to carry forward the movement of his Guru and Param Guru. And that's what I am doing. And for that, you have to make it relevant to the current people. All my books pay homage to Prabhupada. And uh, because he built my confidence and, his, and I've, I've heard his lectures very few people must have heard all his lectures, 2028. And I've heard them at least 30, 40 times each lecture. So we have to see actually what we are trying to do or who we are instead of trying to be just, uh, you know, one thing you can do seva in a very passive way, okay, I'm just doing it because somebody told me, or you take interest in it, go deep into it. And that is what our Guru wants, that we go deep into whatever he said us, go deep into that and try to understand more. And when we read Prabhupada books, we should look at, we should read them from the perspective of Sanatan Dharma. Not for an organization. Prabhupada is not preaching about ISKCON. Prabhupada is preaching about Sanatanda. Krishna consciousness and Sanatanda means the same thing. And go deep into that in that way. Then you are going to create a better world for yourself also. And better understanding about the deeper Sanatanda. So you can act freely. Sanatan Dharma should free you, should make you 
nowadays the way of preaching is going on you know it's going on like a roman catholic church where people become servant of the organization we are not here to promote an organization we are here to promote a culture and follow that culture ourselves also so we are hosting a lit fest krishna lit fest in san diego in august 25 so if you know anyone in san diego please invite them to this lit fest we are discussing many big authors are coming and i am also officially the best selling author in america now so so we people are coming and we are discussing on the basis of bhagavad gita so and there are americans coming african americans coming native americans coming there are all communities of america involved this is a yagya and it's going to grow further how is it going to grow is depends on jagannath ji so we are moving forward so this is how we should see prabhupada you should not become prisoner of anything you know free your mind sanatan dharma should free your mind to make you independent questioning everything like it should not be what you cannot do you need to think what you can do that is important that's why if somebody asks me many of the people who take guidance from me what should they do and i said just decide yourself i never interfere because i i trust them if once they know use their own intelligence they'll do a better decision i tell the same thing to my children also so my children also adults now both of them are 18 plus so now they have to live the fly their own thing the same thing has to be done in paramparals everybody should fly their own plane or should should endeavor themselves it is not the organization's responsibility it's their responsibility and we are not serving the organization we are serving a mission mission means to bring sanatan dharma to everybody to open the doors of moksha for everybody and that is possible only through harinam no other way by simply by chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare it has a deep impact on the conscience a deep impact on ourselves and that opens the path of moksha and that is a yuga dharma so when we become free from the organization mindset and become included in the sanatan dharma mindset which propada is teaching then we make a very positive difference in the society it is not called independent mindset it is called follower mindset follower doesn't mean that we stop our intelligence which we have acquired through our karma 
that's the whole point of reading Bhagavad Puran. You should watch my series on Bhagavad Puran. It's in Hindi on my channel, Satali channel. And people are loving it. So if anyone has any questions or comments, please share. Hare Krishna.